Hey girlfriend, I'm Samantha. If you're ready to beat burnout, find freedom, and explore what it looks like to live exponentially, you've come to the right place. I'm an Enneagram 2, a projector, and a get-it-done gal who decided that living life by the norm just wasn't working for me anymore. I started a membership back in 2018, and it grew a whole lot bigger and faster than I ever imagined. Then my students started asking me for help in building out their own memberships. By 2020, I became a membership mentor full-time, and soon after, I retired my husband from his career, and we hit the road to become digital nomads in our motorhome. Here, I'll share stories of my students, what it can look like to live exponentially, and how to make it happen. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Exponential Life Podcast. I'm Sam, and I have my good friend Heather with me here today, and I am so excited to not only share her brilliance as a business owner and her background in PR with you, but also a new brand that she's launched in the last year called Rhythm. Rhythm is a product-based brand, and I don't want to give away too many of the details, but ladies, this is for you. So super excited to share Heather with you. Like I had said, we met in 2020, actually in a mastermind, and we immediately clicked. Heather is super chill, super down to earth. She is a mom of two, a wife, and she lives in Orange County. So we have only gotten to see each other in person once. And Heather, I remember walking up to you at one Paseo, and I was like, how are you this tall? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am 5'11 and a half, which I might be losing the half as I'm getting older, but at <laughs> one time, that's how tall I was. Um, so not six foot, but pretty pretty dang close. Yeah, and mostly <laughs> legs. So it's it's a lot to handle if you haven't seen me. And a lot of people think I'm actually shorter than when they see me. So all of a sudden they show up and like, wow, your pictures do not make you look that tall. <laughs> Right. Unless and I'm I, like by a garage or something for reference where people are like, oh, okay. <laughs> so the funniest part for me is that her dad is short or shorter. Yes. Like he's probably a regular size guy, but um, she's taller than her dad. And it's like one time you guys were like hanging curtains or something, you were storing about it. And I was like, wait a minute, are you that much taller than him? And you're like, yeah, actually I am. <laughs> That was, yeah, that was why I said my garage reference. So my dad is Italian um, and he's five, seven. So he's a little guy. Um, and I'm always like, as, when I was older, well, when I was younger, actually, um, I would like tap his little head and be like, you're so cute. And he'd get oh. so mad at me. Um, <laughs> but I would. Um, and so, no, we were fixing the um, seal on my garage and we were storing about it because we were doing a little handy project, but I was like able to just like reach up and like hammer in the step and my dad was on the little step stool. Yes. And so, yeah, so many people are like, wait a minute, how are you this tall? Because they saw like the, me touching the top of the garage door and we're like, okay, what? And you could like see like my life, like, it's, it was just like. I mean, I was the size of like a one-story house, so people were a little concerned. <laughs> My dad is five four traditionally, like he he claims five four, but I'm five two and a half, and I'm now taller than my dad. And so I'm just like, okay, now I kind of understand being taller than your dad, and it is kind of funny because I'm like, you're so little. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're so cute. And, you know, my dad's always sweet about it, but it, he would be like, seriously, you know, you could tell like his face. He's like, stop it. Like, what are, you, what are you doing? You know, and I'm like, like you're so cute. So, where does the height come from then? Does it come from your mom's side? My, yeah, my mom's side and my grandpa, he was um, six, three, six, four. So, he was really tall. And is your my mom grandpa Howard? 
Uh, I mean, she's tall for a woman. She's like five, seven, five, eight. Okay. Um, but not yeah, five, so she's, no, no, that was just all me. But I mean, my brothers are both like ginormous. I mean, my brother's six, two and my other brother, I swear is like six, five. He's so, so tall. When you were um, in school, were you getting recruited to all the sports? Like all the coaches wanted you? Oh yeah. Volleyball, like mm-hmm. wanted me 24 seven. And I'm like, you guys don't get it. I am so clumsy. I was like <laughs> the little baby giraffe, like my body yeah. didn't know what to do with itself. Like, yeah, I'm tall, but I was not coordinated at all. And that's what people don't get with like a lot of like tall people yeah. when they're young. It's like, we grow so fast and our mm-hmm. bodies like have to catch up. And it's just like, for me personally, like I was not, it just wasn't happening. It was like, my knees were always going out because I grew so fast. Like mm-hmm. it was, I would trip all the time because I actually had really small feet for now they're normal because they've grown since pregnancy. But I was like a size eight and a half, nine um, for being almost six foot. Yeah. Which was like so small for how tall I was. And it didn't it look weird. Like, let's not like get a visual people that I was like some like, you know, tiny little <laughs> foot girl. Um, it all looked normal, but it was smaller than like the average tall person. Cause a lot of my tall friends yeah. are like, wait, I'm a size 11. Like, how did that happen? You know? And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I just didn't. So now I'm like a size nine and a half from having kids, but it was really funny because I did have, have like normal sized feet for a, a tall person. Like they weren't like the ginormous situation. So it was yeah. funny when I would tell some of my friends, like your feet are going to grow cause you're going to get pregnant. And they're like, Oh, heck no. Like, no, 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 no. And I was like, yeah, I know, that, that you're going to be 12. <laughs> Finding shoes would be impossible. Right. And also it sucks. Cause like your feet grow after pregnancy. So anyone listening that hasn't gotten pregnant, but may, um, don't invest in shoes right now, invest in bags. I'm just going to give you a pro tip because all your shoes will go in the trash. Good Maybe point. a few will stay and survive, but most will not. And it is devastating to throw away your favorite expensive shoes after so babies. So, back. I mean, they kind of like, I was a 10 at one point, but now I'm a nine and a half again. So they do go back a little bit, but I will never be some shoes. I can still wear a nine. Like I'm nine to nine and a half is what I kind of go through, but I will never be an eight and a half again. Like it won't happen. Interesting. So there's that fun fact. <laughs> So Heather is tall. That is the first uh, part of her. Yeah, that is the first fact we need to get through in this podcast is that I am tall. Other than being tall, Heather is a passionate entrepreneur. Like I'd mentioned, she's a wife, a mother of two and founder and CEO of Clover PR. She started her conscious creative agency in 2013 with a vision to help elevate brands in beauty, health, and wellness. In an effort to be more mindful of the work-life balance, she transitioned her agency fully remote in 2019, which ended up being pretty timely, actually, (laughs) because of the pandemic. So she was a little ahead of the curve there. Um, Since it started, Clover PR has helped many, many clients, including 43, Branquil, Emily Sky Fit, just to name a few. And um, she's really big on sharing their brand story authentically and helping them connect with their core audience through strategic marketing methods. Heather has always been inspired to help facilitate change and the acceptance of norms in motherhood. And so in 2022, I actually remember we were at one Paseo and she looks at me and she goes, did I tell you I launched a new business? And I was like, what? <laughs> What what is it? And she's like, I'm doing uh period products. And I was like, 
what? <laughs> you didn't tell me this. Like you launched a whole product-based business and I didn't know. And she's like, yeah. And so she tells me the story. And the way that Rhythm came about is actually just because she wanted to create something more holistic, mom-friendly, really, really helping people feel more confident and comfortable and at ease in their menstrual cycle, something eco-friendly, um, products that are effective. Because we know that there are so many things on the market that are not healthy for us. Uh, they have all these chemicals and nastiness. And um, we know about, you know, the period tax and like all these things. And she wanted to dip her toes in and see if she could make a difference in that industry. And I am so excited to have her come and talk about not only product-based business, but also just like what period care really means. So when she's not strategizing with her clients and their next uh, PR moves, she can be found soaking up the sunshine, snuggling her two littles, or sipping a glass of wine with her, her husband on their patio while they're planning their next travel adventure. And right now you guys are going through a remodel, Heather. Do you want to tell me about that? Oh my gosh. I will tell you about all the things you just talked about. Um, <laughs> the remodel, wowie. I mean, literally like my phone is like blowing up with contractors, like as we speak, <laughs> mm -hmm. I will say it is honestly, I feel like I'm living like my, my third dream because I've actually always wanted to flip houses and I've always wanted to go through a renovation. Oh. Um, it's, it's just like, the funniest thing. I'm like, okay, most people are not like, I want to like live in chaos. <laughs> and right. I've actually loved it um, until the very end where I'm like, just give me my kitchen back. Like, like the cooking part was the hardest thing for me. Um, yeah. Even like being smashed around with our toddlers, like in our master bedroom, like didn't really bother me that much because we love to snuggle. So it's fine. Um, but it was one of those things that like, one, I'm a little hostess with the mostest. So ironically, like I loved having people in and out of the house. Like all the contractors have been like so insanely nice and great to have around. And like, we've been like bantering and like, they've just been so wonderful. So we've gotten really lucky with just like having, um, great people in, in like our house, like mm -hmm. our electrician, we like had beers afterwards. He was like, so nice. <laughs> him and his son were adorable. Um, they're both named Luis. And so he's called Bravo, which I think is so great. So we were just like, you know, banter, like it was just really wonderful. So um, I'm definitely destined to just be like a house full of people, which is part of why we did this. Um, but also it was really fun to just like, you know, even with Clover, I really do channel my like creative side. Um, and so it's something that like, I got to do that and kind of live. I actually, fun fact, um, being a entrepreneur was never on my radar and being a publicist, um, as my trade was never something I thought of either or a marketer. Like that just, I didn't think about like even going near that as a career. I always right. thought I was going to be, um, as I got older, I mean, I started off like typical, I'm a vet, which did not work. Um, as a kid, that was like my dream job. And then as I got older into high school, I was like, I want to be a marriage and family therapist, or mm -hmm. I want to be an interior designer. Those were like what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, then I got really freaked out about the hours you had to do to earn your license for therapy. It was like, that's aggressive. Cause I was on my own at 19. Um, and the interior design, I got really nervous because I was like, I can't draw. Like, how am I going to be an interior designer? Like, I do not know how to draw. So I just started going to like my general side of things. And then that's when I got into PR, but it has been really fun to kind of like live my interior designer dreams, like through just pair, like pairing with the contractors and like visually what I want. Mm -hmm. Um, so the rent has been magical, but, um, you know, leading into kind of how I got into Clover and it really did lean into how I started rhythm. Um, 
I, I went to school for PR. I went into PR. I started in social media, really wanted to get back to my roots of like pitching editors and like the, the like storytelling side of it. So I went into a job for PR, um, had a little like 20 year old crisis where like, I thought, um, you know, this is not for me. I was like 27, 28. And when I was going through this, I started Clover when I was 28 and I was like, oh my gosh, I suck at PR. Like I'm miserable. This is not what I meant to do. I think I have to change my career. Like what is wrong with me? And I was like talking to friends and like, are you kidding me? Like you're so good at it. And I realized I just wasn't doing it for the right brands. I wasn't doing it for the right reason. I was like, just trying to like crawl up the ladder in my career. I was working with good brands, but in agencies were that were just like dollar focused. Um, mm-hmm. And like, you know, like I left it, my first job was incredible. The agency was insane. I didn't really know what I had until I left. Um, and it was just one of those things that I was like, okay, I need to try this on my own and like do it for the right reasons, which our first tagline for Clover was fresh forward and for the good. Um, and the for the good part has like really, really stuck throughout the business, which is why we ended up coining ourselves as a conscious creative agency. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, like you mentioned, like I really like to help people and do good and like, um, I'm always like saying like, and this is think I, I wear like the marriage and family counselor kind of comes in is like, I love to like help people see their genius or like see outside of themselves. Cause you know how it is. You get your tunnel vision. And like when someone else is looking at you, it's like, no, like you're amazing in this way. Like, yes, follow that dream. Go for it. Like I'm totally the cheerleader for my friends and even people on social that I meet. And so like PR kind of ended up becoming that, that way that I could put all my little superpowers together. And then I focused in on beauty, health, and wellness, which is what I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the brands that we represent and work with, um, you know, have the same ethos, passions, goals as we do. So it's been really cool, um, to see that evolve over the years, um, and, and see how we've evolved in it too, to really hone into like, just that mindful side that, that we're so passionate about and like bringing that change in different industries. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. And then, oh, go ahead. So I was just actually going to um, have you start talking about your entrepreneurial journey from starting with like just right when you started Clover. So when you first started, were you solo for a while? Like, how did that work? No, I, so I actually had a partner in the beginning. Um, and then I ended up taking over the company and it was just her and I, and then we like two years in hired our first employee, um, you know, started growing the business. Um, and eventually she just, you know, she had a baby and things shifted for her and, and it was, you know, a good departure. And it was just one of those things that, um, you know, partnerships aren't always forever. Um, but it was really, it was really great to, to build it with someone in the beginning. Um, and then it was really great to take it over on, really great and scary to take it over on my own. Um, mm-hmm. but it was really, it's been amazing, um, over the last, it's been like almost four years, um, seeing it, you know, grow into what it's become. Um, but it was one of those things that it was just like, okay, like we have one client, let's jump and see how this goes. And we were terrified. Um, right. and it was something that, it was like, once we told the universe, like we're here, we, it, this is something I believe in so much. Like you have to make the space for things through just like trusting that, you know, what you're doing or like the signs that you're getting or whatever you believe. But like, I truly think like sometimes the things you won't, you want, won't come until you take that leap of faith and make the space because it was like, nothing was really moving until I left my job and trusted that like, if we can get one account, we can get 10 like, we're going to do this, you know? And the minute 
I left, it was like new account, new account, new account, new account. We had like six accounts in a month and we were like, oh my God, we have, we need a business name. Like we didn't even have a business name yet. We left right. being like, let's see how this goes. If it turns into something, we'll start a company, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it so fast became something that we like needed a company within a month, you know? Um, so it was really incredible and service-based, I will say, cause now that I've been in both product and service-based, um, businesses, like starting them, I mean, service-based is so much easier. <laughs> right. It's like stressful because, you know, you are reliant on your clients in a different way, um, with like retainers and there's different, you know, stresses and wins and everything that comes with it. But I mean, the overhead is so low. You don't have to worry about inventory, um, marketing is very different. Um, it's just a different level and experience than, um, you know, just what you do in service-based like product basis has so many other hurdles and it really, you really feel like you're in this cat and mouse situation. And anyone who owns a product-based business, I know they hear me when I say inventory and they probably start shaking because like trying to keep your inventory up and like knowing you're going to sell, but also being like, am I going to sell? I mean, I think I'm going to sell. I'm doing well. I should order this big order, but like, oh my gosh, it's a really big order. Uh, It's like, you just, it's just like, I mean, that's at least how my brain works. It's like, okay. Um, but it's also really exciting because you see, um, it's like you, there's so many quick wins in the product side where service side, sometimes it does take a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, I I mean, the service side is, is a longer game. It's much more relationship based. Right. And Mm -hmm. you could have already established relationships. Like that's what happened to me when I first started. So I actually, my first entrepreneurial venture was product-based and I concur. Like it was so much harder than service-based as far as like, just like there's so many moving pieces. Right. And so many things to like stay on top of. And then I launched my service-based business. And I love what you said about like, you take the leap, like you build it and they will come kind of thing because that's what happened with me. It was, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to quit my job. Uh, Within 24 hours of quitting my job, I had my first retainer client and it replaced my salary. Mm. And I was like, what? And, you know, I literally, (laughs) all I had was a business name. Um, I had nothing to show for it, but I had people who trusted me. Right. And so all the relationships that I'd built, they had paid off. Now we can't necessarily always rely on that same kind of thing when it comes to service base. So, or I'm sorry, it comes to product base, product, product yeah. is a whole different beast. So I want to know the story of like how you fell into the product base, how it's different. And then kind of what you're thinking of it now that you're in it. Um, yes. And I will say, I completely agree with you on the relationships for service based versus product. It is so funny. Like I can have some of my distant and even close network work with me for PR and marketing. And those are like big ticket things, Mm -hmm. but like, I will be honest, not a lot of my close network, like until I really approached them, bought any of rhythm stuff. It's like so funny. Or even like it's just like funny. And so many people talk about this, like even to kind of in like the network marketing side of things, they're always like, our customers aren't our main friends. Like it's all these other people that we connect with. And it's true. Mm -hmm. I don't know what, but I'm like, this is like a $20 cut versus like, you know, $10,000 a month for PR. Like what is happening? But it it is. is funny with people and like the products they will buy versus the services they will invest in. So I just wanted to share that little piece. Cause as you're talking like, Oh my gosh, this is so funny. Um, 
how I got into um, the product side of things and what I think now that I'm in it. So I got into it so randomly. I've always said though, um, about a few years into, and this is actually my second product business. Um, my first one, just, I didn't even know what I was doing. So prior <laughs> to starting Rhythm, about two, two and a half years into um, into it, we decided we really wanted to have an arm that gave back. And we started a clothing line, which anyone who's in fashion is going to be like, oh yeah, like that's but just so was. easy because <laughs> it was clover cloth. Um, and we just thought like, okay, um, we're going to start this line. We're going to donate X amount to charities. Um, we're going to have like certain shirt designs that, you know, are aligned to certain charities. Like I had an elephant one and, oh my gosh, I look back at these shirts and I was like, what? I mean, they were so cute. Um, like, um, we had like one that said like karma is a babe. Cause you know, someone always says like karma is a bitch and it's like, well, no, karma's like also a babe. Like you just got to treat her right. You know? Right. Um, so we said little messages like that, that we were so into, um, and we did it for almost a year and actually we were doing really well. Like we got into, um, yoga works. We got into like all these yoga studios. So we started like this wholesale side, um, and we were getting great PR and we were getting sales, but like we had no idea how to run a, a fashion line. And like, it was really pulling away from Clover because we were trying to like run two companies at once with like the same staff. And it just, we just were not ready for it. Um, I do think it could have maybe went somewhere, but honestly, we were just like so overwhelmed. And so we closed it. And we ended up like donating so many of the clothes to just like organizations, which felt really good still. And it was like aligned with the mission, but we both were like, we are not fashion people and we weren't like designer. Like there are just so many things we didn't like own. So a lot of it was outsourced and anyways, it was really funny. So I still was like, I want a product, but you know, mm -hmm. I've like eight years went by and I'd had my second kid. I was literally tampons were being rejected by my body. Like no joke. Mm -hmm. They would not stay in. And after I went through my mental crisis of like, oh my gosh, I've had two kids. I've ruined my body like I'm a whale, like what is happening? Like I was like totally having like the like meltdown of like, I've ruined my vagina with kids. Um, <laughs> and then I realized like, no, like I checked myself and I was like, no, no, we're still good up there. Okay. It's not my, like my body's spitting these out. Like it's a different thing that's happening and they're not falling out. Yeah. And so that's when I was like, oh my gosh, do I have toxic shock syndrome? Because I would literally walk around with my hands holding my vagina when I was about to start my period, cause there was so much pain down there. What? I wasn't having like prolapse or anything. It was just aching. Like it would hurt so bad. Um, my, I would, had the worst cramps I've ever had. I was having the tampon issue. Like I was literally going through super pluses like every hour and a half. So I was like the first two days, I just never left my house. I was like in the bathroom or I was wearing like a boat pad. Like, I mean, it was a disaster. I was miserable. And so finally I was like, I think I need to try this cup thing or something. It just isn't working. I decided to do a cup versus a disc. It just felt better to me to not be like so high up. A lot of people love discs. It just wasn't my thing, mm -hmm. um, especially to start. And so I used a cup and first time it was totally messy. It was hard to figure out like, you know, you got to give a cup like two to three cycles. It's not like an immediate like thing that you get. Mm -hmm. um, but I was hooked. My pain went away. My cramps went away. I wasn't in the bathroom all the time. I was hardly leaking. Um, and by like the third cycle, I 
had used it, but I wasn't comfortable. Like I had tried a couple of different bands and I don't need to name names because I don't want to like knock anyone else's decision of how they made theirs. It just wasn't working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tried all the main, the main players out there and it just, I just, it was like Goldilocks. I'm like, mm, too hard. Stems too long. Uh, right. Lip isn't working right. You know, like all these things, like it's just, you know, not comfortable in general. So um, I ended up um, deciding like I can do this better. I think I can make better solutions. Like maybe, and I was like, you know, talking with some friends and stuff, and I had already been like preaching about cups for so long. I'm like, why don't you just make one? And I was like, why don't I just make one? Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And I was like, well, and there's so like, I would talk about the things that were missing. Cause for me, like your period is not just the week you menstruate. There's a four week cycle and there's things that can be taking like, and to support you. And like, it's like, that's where like the holistic side of it comes in for us. So that's why we have supplements as well. Um, because, you know, UTIs are a big thing with women. Um, we have a, um, it's called attitude adjustment, which is a pure saffron extract that can really help with a variety of things around your period. Um, we have a, um, women's focused, um, a probiotic that has, um, vaginal bacteria to help, um, keep the pH down there and also, you know, good bacteria for your gut. Um, so it's a little different than like a typical probiotic. Um, and then we also have, um, peacekeeper, which is one of my favorites, um, it's a Demanos extract and has a few other things in there to help with urinary tract health because um, I suffered from UTIs a lot in my 20s. Something happened when I had kids that kind of changed some things down there. Um, but I was miserable. I mean, to the point where like I I was in a very serious relationship in college um, and I felt like I was being robbed of my intimacy because literally after sex, I'd be like, got to get up, run to the bathroom wash down there, pee instantly. And then I'd come back and be like, okay, are we still like in the mood to snuggle or make out? Cause like I needed like the five minute break right after to like clean up. Otherwise I was getting a hardcore UTI. I basically should have like bought stock in Azo, which is like the pain pill that a lot of people yeah. took. Um, I was eating it like candy because like I would have discomfort all the time. Um, and then randomly a friend told me about Demanos and they were like, why don't you try taking Demanos? Like my mom actually gets bad UTIs and like she takes it and it's, it's a game changer. And I was like, I'll do anything. And it was natural, which was even more aligned with me. Um, and once I started taking that daily, I mean, I literally, and this is a disclaimer, I am not a medical professional, nor is this the advice of what our product does. But for me, my response, my body's response was I didn't get them anymore. And that was incredible. Um, so we also made a drink product called Girl by UTI because hydration is also something that can help. Um, so it has electrolytes. It has our Demanos formula, vitamin D. Um, you know, it's it's got a cranberry flavor. We're actually launching some new flavors in summer. Um, but those two things like changed my life because I was able to like get that connection back after sex with my boyfriend because it was really disruptive and it was hard because then sex just felt like sex. Like it didn't feel like, you know, we were connecting or... Yes, totally. It was so transactional and it was like really hard for me, you know, like I wanted that. And it was like, you know, like in the moment, everything was great, but I just hated that. Like it transactional is the perfect word, Sam. Cause that it was like, after it was like, Hey, thanks. And I'm like, I'm not even getting money on the table. Like this sucks. You know, like I was like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Like I was just like, ah. And so it was like, I didn't realize, um, 
you know, till I, I was older and didn't have them for a while, like how much it actually affected me in that way. Um, so that was a really important product to like bring into this offering with this brand. Um, and that was really how I got into it. I was talking to friends. They were like, you should just do it. I was like, maybe I should. I started researching it. Um, I was getting a lot of good feedback. Um, and then I just started getting really, really excited about it and excited about like what we could launch with and also what we could grow into, which like, you know, we have different plans for, um, and also like the impact we could make. So, um, we have a charity element of the brand where we, every purchase we give back to, um, certain charities like the period product, which is or period project, which is all about women's education and, and, you know, period health. Um, and they also do really big things to help support period poverty. We support Seeker Foundation, which is all about women's health. And then we also support um, the Tinder Foundation, who supports um, single mothers in Atlanta, Georgia. And the founder, Jane Cena, is incredible and doing really wonderful things down for um, for women's, you know, on the ground there. And we also have um, one of our experts is um, someone who founded Scrub Life Cares, and they also are very big um, advocates for period poverty and like bringing solutions and education to the ground. Cause I think the biggest thing that we're battling one, like a lot of people don't know that period poverty even exists. And I'm going to give like a shocking stat, but two out of six women in the U S do not have access to even the most tax toxic, bad for you tampons. And that is just really shocking to me and devastating. And when my brain starts going through like what that means for their experience with a period, not to mention these people probably also are potentially homeless or in bad living situations or don't, you know, have access to, you know, the best, best hygiene, like the, all the health concerns alone that come with that, not to mention the shame and discomfort mm -hmm. is just so unacceptable. So rhythm has a really big passion of giving back um, I'm excited for us to continue to grow to really do big things with these organizations who have the, the structure and foundation to make change um, mm -hmm. and really be able to help support them because I do feel like everyone deserves a better period. And so, you know, our main goal with this brand is to really help make that happen. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. I don't think that people really think about period poverty. Um, one of my best friends owns a spa in San Diego and every year she does uh, period product drive because mm. I think that we um, had stumbled upon this statistic when we were out serving the homeless and I used to work for a company before I started my t-shirt company I worked for a company that made the t-shirts so that's kind of how that happened um, I was able to start a clothing line fairly easily because that's what I did for work um, so part of the vision of that company was serving the homeless and when we were out there like in the streets helping people that was something that we weren't bringing with us and we didn't know that they needed right and we found mm -hmm. that out and so um she does a drive every year for that in her spa and I think people are always shocked to figure out like oh wow something I don't even think about you know I just grab off the shelf when I go to Target or Costco or whatever some people are just not even having access to these products ruining their clothes you know whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So um, I really like that you guys have that give back aspect. I think that that's really important, especially with like modern brands. Like we don't want to get caught up in this whole like greedy capitalism thing. <laughs> and yeah. um, I think it's really important that every brand, especially product brands have something that they are able to use as a give back strategy. So 
absolutely love that you guys are doing that. What is your give back strategy? How does it work? So it's a dollar per purchase. Um, so basically it's also your decision. So at our checkout on our main website, um, you choose which organization you want to donate to with your purchase. Um, you know, and eventually as we grow, I mean, we are so in infant stages. We just launched in January of, of 2023 for anyone who listens to this later. Um, so we're only a few months in, we're having, you know, really good success on Amazon and we're building that D to C now, but so from our, on our main website, um, that's how it works. And then for the purchases on Amazon, we just randomly like one, two, three, one, two, three, just like allocate. Um, and okay. eventually we're going to grow to have a match program. So eventually I want to get to a place uh, financially where we can be like, you know, when, when we hit $15,000 a year, like we're also matching $15,000 a year or whatever that looks like. Like, I really want to be making like big financial impact with these, these um, partners that we have. And I'm really excited for like what that's going to look like at some point. Um, so that's, that's our big long-term goal. And, you know, currently where we are is a dollar um, of each purchase and you get to choose um, when you go through our website, which is great. That's awesome. Can you tell us more about selling on Amazon and how that's looked for you guys? <laughs> yes. I mean, we need another podcast for that. Holy cannoli. <laughs> Amazon is a beast. I they know. are <laughs> a, I mean, ah, stay nice, Heather. Um, it <laughs> is a lot. Um, I it's like that necessary cool. evil thing, right? Like, I mean, yes, but also sometimes like make sure it's really necessary for your business. I will say I'm so lucky because we have someone on our team that is incredible and um, he is completely Amazon expert. He's, he's one of my partners. So, um, which I love that like, and he's so passionate about period products. His wife is like obsessed with cups too. So it was like such a magical connection, but he's an Amazon pro. So like yeah. literally he's, he's our operations guy and he's helping with like all the product inventory and he's also doing Amazon specifically. But from what I have learned and seen just in the onboarding process, like just the, the hoops that they put you through. Um, so we have steam bags, for instance, and on the back, it says kills 99%, 99.9% of bacteria. Cause it's true. Like the steaming does that. Um, and it's a, it's a, you know, a claim that we have. Well, we can't sell them on Amazon because apparently anything that claims to kill bacteria is considered a pesticide. So now our steam bags, which are very similar to like what a lot of people use for like cleaning baby bottles and whatever, um, are now considered a pesticide and we cannot get them on Amazon, which is like, it blows my mind. So we're gonna have to like, we have a ton of them. So we're just gonna sell them through our, our website, but eventually when we reprint, we're going to need to take that off so it can get on Amazon. But it's little things like that where you're like, are you serious? Or like, because like our peacekeeper mentioned, like it like helps um, bacteria not attach to your urinary tract wall. Cause that's like what it does. Yeah. Um, that bacteria word flagged it. We were like, I mean, we worked through that, but it was like, are you guys for real? So, and it's, it's <sighs> the customer service side is hard. It's not like you as a customer where you get to chat with somebody all the time. I was like, just going to say vendor, it's, it's AI. That's why it's because it's, yes, it's very different. <laughs> I don't like AI. Don't yeah. chat CPG me, like whatever <laughs> that is. Like, no, I'm not even learning about it. And anyone can at me if they want. I just, oh, add us all day long. We are haters over here. Not into haters. it. <laughs> like, I'm literally, sure, especially in PR, like, you are a hater of it. 
I'm a big time hater. I just, <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 not everything needs to be robotic people. Like we don't also need to be so freaking dang efficient just so we can do more. Like less Art. is more simplify your life. Yeah. That, my soapbox could go That's on forever. I just podcast. can't. <laughs> yeah. We'll come back for that rant and you can decide if you want to listen to people. Cause I don't know, it'll get, it'll get toasty. I'll bring a glass of wine to keep me simmered down, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I can't handle this. I'm like, if a robot checks me out at a restaurant, I will literally cut its wires. So don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also not aggressive. I love everyone. Okay. Bye. (laughs) So Amazon, because it's not, there's no like human component. There's no consideration. It's just like bacteria. No, you sell pesticides. Like what? Yes. Well, and it's like, we do have a rep, but it's like, even that is really hard to like, get them on like it's like it's everything's it's just like, such a process like it's such a process like five thousand sellers yeah like honestly sometimes we do get answers back just from the automated side before him and it, I, I get it I'm like nothing but it, and it's not like I it's just it's hard as a seller being on Amazon and I I do think there's a lot that could be done better and I do feel like it's one of those things too like there's a lot of fees involved so like you really have to look at your numbers and be like does this make sense you know like I will say for us, like, yes, it has made a lot of sense. And honestly, so many people like, cause two, we're having to compete on our main site with like offering free shipping, because if you don't offer free shipping, people don't want to buy from you. Things take too long to get to them. So they want to go to Amazon and use their prime. And it's just like a whole thing, but even too on Amazon, like you have to have a certain number of reviews. And if you get one negative review, it could tank your listing. And then you got to get like 20 new, better reviews to like Op, like optimize the one negative like we had one lady that literally put one star but her review said these work great I'm so excited so like it was literally a misclick and we like bought it with Amazon oh. and they said sorry the review sticks and we were like she literally says the product is great like what is happening so it's stuff like that where I'm just like Amazon can you go back to <sighs> thank you for making Yelp, me money but, but can you go back to we me? did like you can on Yelp yeah. So we pinged her and was like, Hey, was this a mistake? But it's like, she's got to go in and decide if she wants to change it, you know? So right. I actually, I'm not sure if it got updated or not. Pete was working on it, but it was one of those <sighs> things that it's just like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, wow. like what is that? So it's been like, it's a roller coaster on Amazon. It's so exciting. It's so fun. I love that it's accessible there. We're getting great reviews. We're making, we're starting to make really, you know, good profitability through them. So I am happy we're on there, but I mean, it was like six months of work to get to where we are. Um, And just, so it's really hard to say like, oh, get on Amazon. It's like, you need someone who knows what they're doing because I don't think we would be in the place we're in if we didn't have an Amazon professional on our team. So even if you can't have someone on your team, there are people out there that can do it for you. Um, Make, you know, do your due diligence and find those people. But I will say having someone who understands and talks Amazon because it is a different world. um, will just help you in the long run. Yeah, exactly. And so what would you say, like, I know from your perspective, the whole point of being on Amazon for you as a business owner is to get in front of people that wouldn't have found you otherwise on your regular site. But I think for consumers, a lot of people, like you said, they are looking for the quick delivery, the free shipping, the prime benefits, because they pay for that. Right. And they want to use it. Um, so what would you say is your percentage? Like what's the percentage of sales coming from Amazon versus your native site? Well, right now it's only, uh, it's almost all Amazon. 
Um, we haven't been doing any ads yet for our D2C. Um, it's really, really organic for that side of things. Um, yeah. We are getting ready to start investing in um, some Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, but we really have just let it be very organic. Um, so it's been a lot of honestly PR for us. Like, you know, I, I know a decent PR firm called Clover PR, if anyone wants to check them out. <laughs> um, so like, thankfully, like, you know, we've had, um, a really awesome, um, partnership giveaway that we just did with who hot undies and a bunch of different brands. Um, that was really amazing. And that helped get a lot of awareness and emails. We've had really good success on, um, remarketing to our email list. So growing our email list is a big priority. Um, but we just kind of wanted to go the organic route with, um, the D to C side of it. It's definitely like that is a marathon. Um, but I think in the long run, it's just going to be better for us. Um, so we are just getting ready to start doing some ads now that we've been making a profit on Amazon. But that's also why we got on Amazon quickly was because, and I think some brands do it different where they really build their, their D to C and then they go to Amazon. But for us, the profitability was really great. So, yeah. um, and the projections look good. So we just went for it firsthand and I'm glad we did because it was something for us with the talent we had, it made it pretty seamless to, to get on there. Um, and that's why the hardest part with product businesses, I feel like building your D to C business, um, is it's really tough. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it takes a lot, especially it's not like back in the day when you could pop on Instagram and become an overnight success. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You know, like we've worked really hard for mm -hmm. almost seven months to get our Instagram presence where it is. And, um, even then it was like a little shocking of like how it grew, but, um, it, it's, it's a lot. So yeah, for now we're, we're pretty Amazon based, which has been really interesting. That is interesting. But if you have an Amazon pro on your team, it does make sense to start there because the, the D to C is going to be a slow burn. Yeah, exactly. And so that way you can make some profit right away. Um, tell me a little bit more about your distribution. Like, are you guys third partying it right now? How does it work with Amazon versus website orders? Yeah, we have, we have a, um, because mostly because I was like, we definitely do not have the bandwidth to be like also shipping everything. Although I would love to be personally shipping every, every package. Um, yeah, we have, we have a 3PL partner, which is like a shipping partner that we use. Um, yes. they have our inventory, all of that, um, which has been really great. Um, really love them. Um, they have, you know, bi-coastal location. So we've got an East coast and a West coast location for, um, our, uh, D2C orders and then our website orders and then Amazon, you know, handles everything too, which is great. So um, I will say like Amazon is super quick about putting up our inventory. Like we send them inventory and like within a few days, like it's allocated and, and up and ready to sell. So um, they're really good about like, you know, taking that in and like once you're established, like with the listing, they're really great about keeping it going. Um, but two, one, one little tip that I've learned is like, you cannot run out of inventory. And if you're about to run out of inventory on Amazon, you should pause your listing. There's like a certain way to do it. I don't remember all the technicalities, but it looks really bad on Amazon. If you just go out of stock, like they ding you so hard for that. Um, versus if you're like, oh, I'm about to go out of stock. Let me like archive this listing for now. They'll like give you back the, um, authority that you had if you bring it back in stock within a certain amount of time. So again, it comes back to the product-based side of like that, like madness around inventory um, that can really like make or break you. Um, it's just such a, it's just such a different experience than I've ever had before um, on like that side of it. Cause it really is 
um, there's so many like rules and loopholes and hoops and things that you got to really do with Amazon, um, you know, versus like on your site, if you're like, oh, I'm out of stock. And then it's like, drop your email and we'll get back to you soon. (laughs) You know, like, it's just like, you don't like have your life's work, you know, go in the gutter because you went out of stock and didn't realize it. (laughs) And no, like knowing that upfront is probably extremely valuable because some people do not know that. Oh my goodness. So many things to know. Um, so one last question that we have on our docket here is about period symptoms and how these types of period products can help actually alleviate some period symptoms that you might think are normal, but they're actually just common, not normal. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of wild that like at 35, I started to learn about my body. I mean, one of the biggest things I've learned through all this is like, we do not educate girls and women enough about our bodies and what is like actually going on. Um, and it's like, we need more than just the sex talk, you know, like we need so much more. Um, and one thing I really started to learn was like, you know, cramping is a side side effect of something super heavy bleeding can be a side, you know, a, a sign of something like we are, I feel like our, and I'm an eighties baby, but I feel like, you know, I was very brought up in the world of like, okay, crawl in the fetal position and like hug your knees for 24 hours, take some Midol, mm-hmm. um, walk it off and you're going to be fine. You know? And it was like, oh, and it was just like, you lived in this, this, uh, reality of like every, you know, fourth week of the month for three days, it's going to suck. I'm going to be a total bitch before that's just how it goes. Like, I'm going to feel like my world's ending and then, oops, my period came. (laughs) Ha ha funny. I have cramps. (laughs) And then like, I'm back to human, but those, that window of time, like I'm crazy. I'm a woman, hear me roar. And it was like, that's how I lived for however many years. I mean, 20 years. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I started like learning about my body and like hormones and inflammation and all of these things. And I started to realize like, oh, mood swings don't have to happen. Like I don't, I don't need to wear this badge of honor because I'm a raging bitch before my period. And it's like, Oh, I'm a woman. You know, it's like, I can be proud to be a woman for so many other things that doesn't need to be part of my behavior. Right. Something's off. Like, yes, we have hormones and like, it is, you know, some people like it just, it's different, but however, like there are things out there like saffron or other things that can potentially help balance that so that you don't have to have such like such a swing in your experience throughout the four weeks of your cycle. And so that was something that was really interesting to me because, you know, for the longest time, it was just like, it's like toted, like, that's like how, you know, you made it as a woman. Cause you're like sitting here, like having your like typical, like gift <laughs> moment of like, yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, what stories are we telling ourselves? Like, yeah, it's funny. And I love like, make like, like, I love the satire of it. Like it makes people yeah. laugh when I like tell my drama stories, but in reality, it's not fun to live through. Like I want to murder my husband two days before my period for no reason at all. He could be like, honey, I bought you red flowers. And I'm like, I like yellow. And it's like, what is happening? He bought me flowers. Like, why am I mad? And it, like in my brain, I'm like, why am I mad right now? Like, I don't need to be mad. Like, this isn't a big deal. But like, my body is like, I'm so mad, you know? And it's like, it just, once I balance some of that out, and once I realized like, I don't need to have these like super painful, bloating, uncomfortable periods, mm-hmm. because that doesn't have to be normal. I was like, wow, my entire life has changed, you know? Like, starting a cup in general really led me into this journey of like figuring out that like, I don't have to be uncomfortable 
so many days out of the month. And it was just like, so eye-opening to me because I honestly don't think, I think so many of us, especially when you're just kind of in like the mainstream side of things, like you don't realize that this doesn't have to be how it is. We're just told that is how it is. Move on, suck it up, be a woman, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's just what people tell us. Right. I literally have this whole topic, not the period stuff, but that's just how it is, is a podcast I'm launching. And I'm just like, I'm fired up about that whole like phrase, like literally that's not how it is. I don't accept that. (laughs) Yeah. It does not have to be. There are options. (laughs) If we just accepted how things were, there would never be any advancement in the world. Like, yeah, we never evolved. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we're supposed to start debunking things. We're supposed to call things out. We are supposed to fix things. It's not. Yeah, it would be so Pleasantville. Like, I just literally got this vision of, like, Pleasantville. If we were all just like, do-do-do, well, this is where we are. Like, oh, man, it'd be scary. (laughs) As far as, let's say someone is afraid to try the menstrual cups. They've been using something like, let's say, Tampax Pearl. For their whole life, they're like very loyal. I'm a girl who's always been very loyal to my period products. So I think that that's probably a part of like the whole switching thing. So what would you say to someone? First of all, I know there's risks involved in tampons that I think a lot of people don't know about. Um, Mm -hmm. What would you say? Well, I'm not here to like, I'm not here to like knock tampons. Like I know a lot of people that like to use cups when they're home and use tampons and they're out and about just to feel like they've got it covered and don't have to worry about it. Even Mm -hmm. that change alone is so much better for your body. So like do what feels right for you. I will say, um, you just have to try it to see if you like it. There's also a disc that goes higher, like right under your cervix that is, that is more comfortable and it can be used during sex that some people like, cause they don't really feel it. Mm -hmm. Um, also with us, whether if you order through our website, there's a 90 day money back guarantee. It's something that's really rare. Not a lot of brands do that. Um, for us, we just felt like you got to figure out if you like it. And like, we don't want you to feel like you just bought a product that you hate. Um, if you order through Amazon, there's a return policy as well. We had once someone email and being like, you don't really want me to return this. Right. And they ordered through Amazon and we were like, well, if you want to return it, since you ordered through Amazon, like you do need to return it, but don't worry, like we're not going to use it. Like she was like so concerned about returning it. And it was really like sweet and funny at the same time. Um, but I was like, you like, ha- you have to follow what Amazon's asking you to do if you want to return it. So like, there is no risk to like, try it. Right. Um, you know, like, it, I mean, on our side, like we just felt like that was like the right thing to do. Cause people are scared. They're freaked out. Like, they don't know if they're going to like it or not. They may not, you know, they may want to cut or like they may, you know, try a, try a disc and then be like, oh shoot, I need a cup or like, you know, it is a learning curve. So um, we've got that kind of exchange, you know, uh, return policy in place for that reason. So um, that would be what I would say. I'd be say, just try it. You know, there's different things you need to like, you know, research and learn to understand like how to insert and give it, also give it some time. If you've tried it once, you're like, I hate this thing try it for three periods and maybe just try it when you're at home and, and try yeah. to figure it out. I will say ours is made with super ultra soft medical grade silicone with no microplastics. So like, you're not going to, don't worry about like anything like getting in there. Um, and I honestly sometimes forget I have it in and that was kind of the goal, but not really, but like, I wanted it to be so comfortable that like you didn't 
know it was necessarily there. Um, right. Because that's something I just realized with some of them. It's like, if the stems are too long, you can feel it. You know, you're very sensitive down there. Um, mm -hmm. If the plastic is too hard, it just didn't feel like malleable to my body. Um, but that was something that with ours is like different. I'm um, just the, the way that we formulated like the ratio and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would just say, try it and like, try it with a brand that you feel excited about that you relate with. Um, of course I'd love you to try rhythm, but like go find the brand that you feel good about. And, um, if you want to try it with more of like a risk-free vibe, you can order <laughs> from us on Amazon or on our website. Awesome. All right. Well, any last thoughts that you want to leave us with anything about service versus product, try both, anything that you want to give as, as parting advice? I mean, I'm just feeling intuitively to say, just go for it. So I don't know if there's someone listening that's like doing research about wanting to do something, you know, it's never going to feel exactly like the right time. You probably heard that a billion times. Right. Um, you're gonna have to figure things out along the way, but it is so worth like all of it. I mean, there's so much you learn about yourself in doing this that you're yes. not going to learn anywhere else. And so just go for it. Like you're not like, you know, I used to be so afraid of like failing and I had my business coach recently be like, well, so what if, what if you fail? What does that, like, what does that mean? I mean, I'm a failure. Well, okay. If you're a failure, what does that mean? Well, I'm homeless. Okay. Well, if you're homeless, what does that mean? I was like, well, I am, you know, and it led me to like the real thing I'm afraid of. And I was like, oh my gosh, but that's never going to happen. Like, it was like, right. I'm not like this scared 19 year old. that's like going to be alone again. Like I'm good, you know? And so it was like, okay. So just, just go for it. That is my advice that I will leave. I love it. All right, Heather, where can we connect with you? Um, well, you can connect with me on Instagram. Um, I have my, my like personal profile. It's Heather Lovato. Um, our rhythm handle is rhythmcare.co. Clover PR, if you're interested in marketing, have a business union marketing support, um, PR, things like that, you can go to Clover PR um, or our website. So we've got rhythmcare.co and then also we are cloverpr.com. And those are my two businesses and ways you can get a hold of me. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with us. I have loved this conversation. If you guys want to go check out Heather, check out Clover, check out Rhythm. I absolutely recommend it. Try it out risk-free. Like she said, no one else is doing that. So definitely support Heather's small business. Try it out. Leave her a review. If you can, I yes, know please. Oh, good one, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and we will catch you guys a little later. So thanks so much, Heather. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Sam. Bye. Bye.